Hello and welcome to the Daily Batuta for Monday the 21st of August. My name is Errol Parker and today we'll be reading Stupid Airline Makes Out-of-Touch Ad About Some Weeb Living in Japan Flying Home Business for His Mum's Birthday Like That's Normal by Errol Parker. As the cost of living crisis gets worse and ordinary people begin to struggle to make ends meet, the nation's flag carrier is force-feeding audiences around the country a reality that most of us can only dream of. Millions were glued to TV screens around the country this week as the Matildas went down to the Poms in the semi-final of the World Cup. Spliced between the action was an advertisement for Qantas that showcased some hapless weeboo in Japan feeling sorry for himself because his mum is having a birthday and he can't be there. So like any other broke young fuck living overseas, he just opens his laptop, books a business class fare on Qantas to the nearest capital city and sleeps horizontally until he arrives. That's a reality for a lot of Australians, but for the overwhelming majority of people on this spinning hell rock of a planet, flying home in business class just isn't realistic and probably never will be. For most Australians living overseas that still have hair and collagen, getting back to this island is a far more arduous journey. Everyday people don't fly on Qantas overseas because it's prohibitively expensive. While some will pay the extra because they don't want to arrive at their destination without getting first flown into the side of a mountain or driven into the sea. But for the most part, the journey begins sitting on the floor at Heathrow eating a cold scotch egg from Pret. The call comes for Qantas Flight 2. A mass of grey-haired, beige, chino-wearing, barge-ass baby boomers get up and file out of the Qantas club and get on before anyone else. That's regardless of who was being called to board first. Then there's the Hugo Boss tracksuit people with their noise-cancelling headphones. Then there's the people with screaming children. Lastly, a few intrepid, recent private school graduate backpackers shuffle on smiling, knowing that their recent adventures to Dublin, Paris and Barcelona will live on in their memories forever. They leave... And two hours later, plus another two for a delay, your call finally comes. For the next 38 hours, you're at their mercy. Death is about as likely as being comfortable. You try and sleep, but the noise is just unbelievable. The stewards ignore you. You line up to take a piss somewhere over Tibet, and some guy just pushes you out of the way and takes a piss before you. The food is shithouse, and they don't feed you any grog. Sleeping horizontal in this economy class is only possible in death. But with mercy, the plane finally lands in Guangzhou and you finally get to take a shit. You can feel the dry mass stuck inside you like a meaty loaf of stale bread. As you sit, trying to get your phone to connect to the terminal Wi-Fi, some dude on the cubicle next to you spits on the floor. Then your connecting flight is cancelled. Finally, you board and your brain shuts down shortly after takeoff. The eternal darkness of plane sleep consumes you for all of 45 minutes until your seat neighbour needs to get up and take a piss. You wake up to him crawling over you. When you land in Australia, you're last off the plane and the immigration line is bigger than Ben-Hur. You try and use the quick computer thing to jump the queue, but it tells you to join the back of the line. 
A storm blows over and the ground crew can't unload the plane until it stops. That's two hours later, and when the bags finally get unloaded, yours isn't there. They stop you at customs and find a vape on your person. The customs man gives you a stern talking to and makes you chuck it in the bin. When you finally come out the one-way doors and back onto Australian soil for the first time in months, even years, you buy a vape from the souvenir shop inside the terminal, then you suddenly feel a scratch at the back of your throat. The next week is hell because you have some exotic illness that's not the spicy cough, but probably some undiscovered variant of it that's months away from shutting the world down once again. And mum's birthday was okay, but Uncle Fred ruined it by getting too drunk and arguing with everyone from you to the letterbox out the front about his opinions on The Voice. And in 10 days time, you'll do it all again just to get back to Tooting Beck and your job in TV licensing. More to come. Until tomorrow, my name is Errol Parker.